You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And thank you for joining us again in a new episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We are so excited that you are tuned in, that you are connected, and that you are ready to join us for this brand new episode. We just want to say from the beginning, if you are not subscribed, we want you to subscribe to our podcast and be sure to leave us a review. Again, those reviews help us uh, reach more people, right? And it puts us out in front of more people. Um, We are so excited to be here with another episode last week. You guys really enjoyed that episode and we're just so excited to be back. Uh, Today was a weird day here in New York. They were (laughs) announcing snow and it snowed just a little bit and then it stopped snowing and then it snowed again. It was flurries. It was just weird a weird uh day for the weather here in new york um i think we expected a little more snow but it didn't happen today eddie how are you doing i'm doing great and i actually appreciate when it snows that way because it gives you all the beauty of the snow falling down without the mess of snow and all that muck for a couple of days my way here today i had the most randomest memory pop into my mind again um and sometimes you have these experiences in life that kind of either ground you or just make you take a double step. Um, and I was remembering a couple of years ago, um, we do yearly youth camps. And a couple of years ago, I was on one of the buses. And, you know, as one of the camp leaders, all that other stuff, uh, we also have uh, outside churches that send their youth to our camps as well. And there was a young person on the, on the bus who had a question and called me, sir. And I was like, that was the first time anyone had called me, sir. And at the time that that happened, I was 25, 26, and he made me feel 100 years old. (laughs) And I was like, man, I I don't think I'm old and I don't operate in life as someone, you know, I'm 32 at the moment, but I still act young and I feel young. But it was like one of those moments that like brings you back to reality of you're not a teenager anymore and people don't look at you that way. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely that moment is definitely a moment where you're just like, man, you know, for me, it happens in school. Oftentimes I'm a teacher, um, so I'm used to the, you know, Mr. Pagan and the Mr., uh, you know, in front of my name. But, you know, sometimes when I reference certain movies or if I reference certain TV shows that I watched growing up as a kid, they look at me like. Um, we have no idea what you're talking about. Or I think my parents mentioned that before. And it just really, it does make you feel like, man, am I like really that far, you know, ahead in life? Like, you know, am I that, you know, much older than each and every one of you? So it's definitely a a feeling that you have to just process and, you know, come to accept. Yeah. Yeah, come to accept and keep it moving. For sure. Um, Last week, we had a special guest with us, and you all enjoyed that episode. And this week, we have another great guest uh, with us. We are so excited to introduce to our podcast this next guest, um, and we're going to just have him come on, and it's this is going to be a great conversation. So please welcome to the God Life Culture Podcast our next special guest, Tanner Olson. Tanner, can you please say hello to each of our listeners? Hello, every single listener. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Miguel, Sir Eddie. It is 
It is it is a joy to be with you all today. Yes, thank you again for coming on and being a part of this episode. I mean, we're just really looking forward to this conversation. And, you know, for all of our listeners who are listening and tuning in and hearing you for the first time, right, can you please tell us who is Tanner Olson? Wow, we're going we're going to go straight straight into it, aren't we? <laughs> uh, yeah, my name is Tanner. I am an author, a poet, and a speaker, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee, with my wife and our dog Pancake. I've been writing poetry for the last eight years or so. Um, and pre-pandemic, I was able to do a little bit of touring. I would speak at churches and schools, youth groups, and organizations, and share poetry and tell stories. And uh, I loved it. And so now uh, I'm doing a lot of podcasts. Uh, I'm Zooming with a lot of classes, sharing poetry, talking about poetry, encouraging kids and students and people of all ages really just just to write. Uh, most of my day is spent uh, doing things on the Internet. And uh, yeah, that's that's really about it. That's me. That's a great, that's, that is you. That, that's a it, great intro. Uh, <laughs> there are for our people that are first time listening to you and your voice and now are going to be introduced uh, to your work. You know, as you made a little uh, joke also, and we were speaking about the top of the hour, the whole idea of the sir and the mister. Did you, <laughs> have you had that experience yet of like being like brought to reality of, man, I, I'm not a teenager anymore and <laughs> how that feels and, you know, that whole experience? I think like every time I, I try to walk upstairs, I'm hit with the reality <laughs> that I'm no longer a teenager. But going into uh, when I when I get to speak at schools, I'll go there and and they'll refer to me as you know Mr. Tanner or they'll call me Sir. And and I'm like like I'm quick to I'm quick to say hey, it's just Tanner. I know you're trying to be respectful and I appreciate that, but your respect is not welcomed here because that makes me feel <laughs> old. And and I'll be honest, I don't need I don't need more of that in my life. I'm trying to go back down not trying to, not trying to go up you know what i'm saying uh so yeah no that's happened it happens more than it should um uh, but i guess i guess i'm old now like you man i'm 30 i'm gonna be 32 uh later this year so we're not old we're just starting the tip of our prime we're we're young no we're yeah old. i mean i haven't hit 30 yet <laughs> i haven't hit 30 yet i still have like about three more years left so i'm not i'm not there yet Cool brag, Miguel. Cool brag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On your Instagram, uh, Tanner, I mean, your Instagram is so unique. And um, that's actually how I came um, across, you know, uh, your artistry and your craft. Um, one of my uh, friends on Instagram had posted this picture and I loved what it said. And I just found it so unique. And it was like a, a handwritten note. Um, you know, you were holding uh, the paper and, you know, it was, a, it was a phrase that was written on there. And I saw written to speak. I clicked on it. And, you know, I came across just this page of handwritten quotes and encouraging notes, sayings and reflections. And, you know, that was, I remember my first introduction to your artistry. Um, how did you decide that that was what you wanted to use your Instagram platform for? Yeah, Instagram, well, just the internet in general, it's just this this really, it's a weird place. Um, and I mean, I've, I've kind of come into this under the impression that the internet is just one big game and most of us are just losing. Um, <laughs> and I... I truly just wanted to offer something hopeful and something honest. And um, I'm not a I'm not a singer. I'm not a songwriter. Um, I'm just I'm just a writer. And I'm not great with graphic design. Uh, I'm not going to doodle something like that's That's just not how I, I I work or I operate. But I love words. 
And I love how words can move us and change us and, and shift us. And so what I what I seek out to do just on that uh, just on that corner of the internet is just to write down something hopeful, something honest that that others can connect with, that, that others can can nod their head with, and and that they can just kind of tuck in their back pocket for the rest of the day. Uh, and so I just kind of I just enjoy writing down little pieces of paper. And then when I go out, I'll, I'll stick them places or I'll add them to orders or whatever it may be. But I've just found um, something beautiful about something that's handwritten and something that's yeah. honest. And, and, it, and it truly just kind of reminds me of maybe a simpler time uh, mm-hmm. before the internet. And uh, so that's just kind of what I what I like to offer uh, in that area of the internet. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm old fashioned also when it comes to like even like reading books. I don't mm-hmm. like to read on a tablet. I don't like to read on a PDF file. I love books. I like that. Like you said, maybe that old fashionedness of it. Uh, but there is something about it that makes it more personable. And I mm-hmm. think that also with your post, even though it's in, a, like, in an electronic post, being that it is handwritten, it makes it more personable to people. You know, when I listen to your work, I and I mean this in the most best compliment way um, no no <laughs> um i feel like your work is like a roller coaster it's not monotone you go in and out of very serious topics while throwing in humor um you know it was like on my way here i was listening to i had i've been listening to your stuff on loop um and i think it was in a track that is listen up you go from speaking about the lint in your belly button to <laughs> um reading uh the the suicide note from your friend who just gave it to you mm-hmm. um do you feel that that is you know your your style of writing is also a reflection of how you talk to normal people <laughs> not normal people but like on an everyday life yeah, yeah. Well, and I, and I think that probably will shine through a little bit, really, in our conversation here. Uh, I, I I love making jokes. I was uh, I was a class clown, um, and and for most most of my childhood, most of growing up, I had to convince people that there was this serious side of me, mm-hmm. uh, that I could go deeper, um, that it wasn't just jokes, and it wasn't just uh, me saying things that I honestly probably shouldn't have said. Um, but that's now kind of come out in my writing as well, because uh, I want I want my writing and I want my work to feel as as though we're friends. Um, or so you can relate to it. And and I'm not somebody who's going to be serious 100% of the time. Um, and I'm not going to joke around for 100% of the time, but I'm going to offer you a little bit of both. And I think that uh, in my work and in my poetry, what I want to do is I want to make you smile. I want to make you laugh. I want to make you cry. And I also want to make you think. And I think that yeah. if, if I'm able to do that, um, then that just kind of adds a different element to it as well. Now, now I love I love artists who are just straight serious. Uh, but have you ever met, <laughs> like, have you ever, like... Um, you know, listen to somebody for a long time and then you finally got to meet them and it didn't really match up. You're like, wait, <laughs> who are you? I, you're like two different people. And and when yeah. people meet me, I want them to be like, oh, I can see how how this plays into his work as well. Uh, like I don't put on a work hat. I just bring myself to work. Yeah. And another thing that I pick up from your work as well is a feeling of nostalgia. Um, mm, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it is intentional in what you do, but like when you speak about certain subjects and you speak about um, certain things, and like you said, you make people think, but it also it kind of brings me back to a different time uh, and brings me to think of, you know, an experience that's very similar to something that you're speaking about. It, do you feel that that's intentional? Like, do you do that on purpose or it's just or it's just like a therapeutic process for you where you just like write about stuff that are experiences from the past for you? 
I don't, I can't help but write about those experiences. Uh, I just, that's just kind of what comes out when I write. And I'm somebody who I, I often think about the past, whether it's for the good, whether it's for the bad. Uh, but I find myself kind of replaying those moments and those memories that, that mean something to me. And even the mm-hmm. ones that I wish that I could change as well. And I, th- and I don't think I'm the only one who does that. And so as I, as I'm writing, it's often, you know, I'm, I'm drawing on experiences and I haven't had any future experiences yet. I've only had the past one, so I can only draw off of those. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so I, I find myself just, just writing about those. And, and I think that's when people begin to nod their head because they've had something similar as well. And I want to write things that are, that are unique to myself, but I want people to hear them and to be able to put themselves in the stories uh, that I'm sharing or in, in the, in the work that I'm, I'm putting out. Because those are my favorite kind of movies. It's like the nostalgic ones that I can get behind, that I can quote every line, and that like that seem to just like get me. Um, and I want my work to get the people who listen to it. I want them to see themselves in it as well, if if that makes any sense. No, it does. It makes perfect sense. And I think uh, you're successful in doing that. Um, on your Instagram stories, you frequently post a cup of coffee with the saying, just happy to be here. You also have a podcast named just happy to be here. <laughs> How did you start that? And, you know, what do you mean by that? Is that just like a saying that you just like the sound of it? Or do you feel like, no, this is like a way of living or a mantra? Yeah. I mean, even before starting this interview, if you mm-hmm. noticed, he said, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I, And I truly am. I truly am just happy to be here with you guys. Uh, yeah. It's something that I, I do every day. And I, I'm, a, uh, I'm a very routine person. And, uh, and I mean, it shows up in my work all the time. Just it's honestly just kind of being consistent. Uh, well, every day I kind of take a picture of my coffee, draw a smiley face in it. And I write, I'm just happy to be here. And that's all started because I, that's the reminder that I needed that day. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, you know, it's a, you know, I've gone like everyone else, I've gone through these hard and difficult seasons and there were days where it was hard to just be here and I wasn't happy to be here, but I would write down, Hey, I'm just just happy to be here. And it gave me something to smile about. And it was that little reminder that, hey, I can go a little bit further. Um, in a lot of my work, I, I wrestle with mental health, um, with depression, with anxiety, with a lot of things that the rest of our world is is gripping or grappling with and, and struggling with. Um, and I want to be honest in what I'm saying and what I'm writing. And so there are some days yeah. where I am just happy to be here. And those there are other days where I need to be reminded that I'm here and that here is a good place to be, and I'm gonna go for another day. And so it kind of hits on a lot of a lot of different elements. Uh, like I said, mm-hmm. it's, it kind of goes back to my personality too, where people look at it like it, it's it's funny. Um, you know how people can like react to stories on Instagram. I'll get some like every day. It'll be somebody who sends me like the crying emoji face. Like that's mm-hmm. really funny. Wow. And there's other ones where some people will like swipe up with a heart. And it's like, I, and it's like, so you, I kind of understand where other people are coming from when they see that. Um, and I, one time got a and message. I, oh, and one, oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I got a message one time from somebody who said, I don't, I didn't understand why you did this until I had a hard day. And then mm. I was, and then I was looking for it and I was like, okay, well, I, I guess I'm going to keep posting that every day. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think it, it, once again, I think it's very successful and it serves its purpose because, you know, Miguel and I, you know, we've been talking. And one of the things that I when we got on this specific uh, subject was the fact that I feel like it's open ended and mm-hmm. just happy to be here. Dot, dot, dot. So mm-hmm. that dot, dot, dot could be filled in by even though I had a horrible day, 
even though yeah. I missed my alarm this morning, even though mm-hmm. I'm out of coffee and didn't realize it, <laughs> you know, you know, and it's something that everyone can ref- like fill in that blank and reflect on. But at the end of the day, the the message is just happy to be here. Yeah. And, and just, sure. it's a reminder that that you are here and you're alive to live. And although things are heavy and things are difficult, especially right now, hey, we're still here and let's keep yeah. going. So, yeah. Hey, thanks for picking up on that. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I've got sometimes, sometimes you know how you do things and you're like, I wonder if anybody's getting this. Um, and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And I'm glad you did. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I can definitely relate to that idea of putting out work, you know, I myself, you know, and this is something that I love because when I came across your Instagram page and saw your work and saw what you do, you know, I myself do spoken word as well. And I do it in a completely different style, you know, in a completely different way. But at the same time, you know, seeing your work and just seeing someone else, you know, work hard and, and use their creativity in a different way and still be, you know, uh, you know, amazing and still be so impactful. You know, it's something for me that's definitely refreshing to see, you know, this idea of other uh, creatives using their gifts and using their talents and abilities. And although it kind of falls under the same category of spoken mm-hmm. word and poetry, we all do it so differently, yet the mission is the same, mm-hmm. you know? And something in, you know, in looking at your website uh, that I loved is, you know, you have this quote on your homepage. And normally they say, you know, in marketing and branding, you know, your homepage, that's where everyone sees, everyone sees that you want to put your message out there and you want to put like kind of everything on that one page, right? And you have, I am nothing like Shakespeare or Dr. Seuss. I'm just Tanner. Yeah. And, you know, just reading that definitely, I mean, spoke to me because as creatives, uh, we can sometimes fall into this comparison trap where Mm -hmm. we are constantly, you know, comparing ourselves to other people, comparing our skills, comparing, you know, uh, our resources or the way we use our craft and the way we uh, do what we do. It's so easy to look at what someone else is doing and feel like you're either not doing enough or you're not doing it the way that people expect, or maybe, you know, I can sound like that person, or maybe I can write like this person, or my Instagram doesn't have an aesthetic, right? There's so many different things that we can fall into. Can you speak a little bit about that comparison trap Mm -hmm. that sometimes creatives fall into? Yeah. Well, it's what I said earlier too, right? Like the internet is one big game and we're all just losing because that's where comparison kind of plays into that. Um, I can remember, and I mean, I, Instagram is, it's a great place to, to spread hope. It's a great place to announce love, but it's also a great place to get lost in your own self. Um, and I mean, there for, for a while, and I think, you know, every artist kind of goes through this is like, you, you just want to have a big following. You want to have, um, you want to have people who know your work or who respect your work. You want to have people that you can connect with. Um, and for me, it just kind of got to a place where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do my own thing. I've seen what everybody else is doing and that doesn't, that doesn't sit well with me. That doesn't jive well with me. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to do the best that I can with what I know how to do. And I'm going to stop trying to serve the people who aren't following me. And I'm just going to try to serve the people who are following me and to connect with them and to get to know them. Um, And comparison is just this, this huge, this huge trap, but we don't need you to be like anybody else. Like we need you just to be you. It doesn't matter if you have 10 followers or 10 million followers, like, if you're going to put out art, like put it out and give it all you've got. And I don't want to put out, I don't want to put out work that I'm not proud of. I don't want to put out work just to put something out. Like I want to put something out 
because I believe in it and I want it to mean something for somebody else as well. Now it is difficult when you see other people doing things that you're doing and having more success at it. That's, <laughs> it's, it's really hard. It's hard to watch that. Um, but there's also a lesson in there somewhere. Now, I don't know what that lesson is right now, but like there's something <laughs> in there for you to pull out and learn from or like an opportunity for you to really to check yourself. Um, now, it is interesting. I mean, you say you do spoken word and I, I do spoken word as well. And I, you said we do it differently. And I think that's really good. Uh, I'd love to share the stage with you one day because I think that would make it so much better if we do things differently. Um, when I first started got, getting into poetry, I would I would listen to people like uh, Propaganda, like Levi the Poets, um, a lot of different artists, right? And now uh, Amanda Gorman, I don't know if you guys saw her poem on Inauguration Day. but she, Inauguration, yes. amazing. Oh, is she on your list to have on the podcast? Because good luck. For um, sure. I mean, <laughs> listen. Yeah, yeah. Her, her messages and her emails are probably being, you know, Inundated. flooded right yeah. now. Yeah. But, uh, oh, but yeah, I mean, that was, was an amazing moment. That was a good moment for, for well, I would say it was a good moment for spoken word. It didn't make any of yes. us look good, though, because she just crushed it. <laughs> um, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm thankful for that. But um, like that's one of those opportunities. And, and as she was speaking, as she was, as she was sharing, there was two things going on deep down inside. Number one, oh my goodness, she's amazing. She, this is, I cannot wait to see what happens to her next. And the other thing that I had to quickly move on from was, well, that could have been me. First of all, it definitely could not have been me. Second of all, it should not have been me. Third of all, I'm so glad that it was her. But right, there's that wrestling, that comparison that comes in and acknowledge it and then move on from it and get back to work, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm so excited for her. I'm so, I don't even know her and I'm so proud of what I know. she's done. And I think it's, yeah. And I think it's yeah. great for poetry, right? I mean, oh, to, yeah. to be included, right? In such a, a historic moment and historic event, right? And I think mm -hmm. um, just looking at poetry in that, you know, field and spoken word, I think um, especially uh, within the church, right? And, you know, we say Christian spoken word or Christian poetry, we have definitely come a long way. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like you said, moments like that, you know, should be a moment where we rejoice and where we really acknowledge like, man, that was an amazing moment. And mm -hmm. also acknowledge, right, like you said, the idea of that comparison trap, right, where it's like, OK, wait a minute, I, I feel all of these things. But I know, you know, that, again, what I have is also special. What I have is unique, right? And that was her platform. That was her moment. And, you know, there are moments that are designated for me. And there are moments that, you know, I'll have where I'll be able to share that gift and be of impact. So I think that's amazing to acknowledge that as well. Yeah. And it's when I first started sharing poetry, and this was, I think I was 22, 23 years old, um, when I first started, I, I wanted to be known as the guy who does spoken word. I wanted to be the spoken word guy. And now really what I want is I just, I want to make people smile. I want to make them think, and I want to make them feel loved and seen and known and all those, all those things. Like I, it doesn't, I don't want it to be about me. And I think as, as artists, right, we kind of struggle there because we have to put our, ourselves out. We have to put ourselves out there and we have to say, hey, I wrote this and I would like to share this with you. But we know deep down, like, it's not about us. It's about the mission that is written through every single piece of it. Um, and that's what I got to keep reminding myself of time and time again that, hey, this isn't about me, but this is about so much more. This is about for others. This is about for hope. This is about for love. And that's yes. why I'm going to step up to this microphone. Um, yep. 
And I also know that poetry is not for everybody. So like, (laughs) (laughs) if you don't like it, like, all right, that's fine. Uh, Go to a concert, listen to music. I'm going to do poetry. (laughs) This is what I know how to do. You know? Yeah, and that that goes for everything. You know, exactly. even the style of music that isn't that isn't for yeah. everyone. You know, t- uh, genres of movies and books uh, that not everyone is a fan of. But you know, there is a uh, audience for everything. Um, yeah. And you are someone who has multiple albums. You have singles out as well. You've also uh, self published two books. Um, you have I'm All Over the Place and your most recent one As You Go. And we kind of touch on this a little bit, but the journey of becoming an author is not easy. You know, especially Especially as a self-publisher, you know, many writers and creatives work really hard at their craft and can be possessive with their resources, knowledge, tips and tricks. Now, you know, I saw recently that you're taking the opposite approach and you're offering offering resources, videos, um, community for writers and creatives. So how does a writer and creative find the correct balance between protecting their craft or their art? and uplifting and helping others? It probably depends on the artist and what the artist's goal is and uh, truly like what maybe what their what their bank account looks like. Now, mine doesn't look too great, but I didn't get into this to make money. Uh, you know, sometimes people will be like, why are you doing poetry to get famous? But like, no, I didn't like that's not what that's not, not why poets do what they do. Poets do what they do because they can't help but do it. Um, Like, I can't help but sit down and write every single day. And I'm thankful to be able to do that. Uh, But like, this is just what I'm doing. I want to offer other authors, other writers, other poets, just things that I wish that I had found earlier in my career. Um, And it's honestly just things that I kind of stumbled upon or things that I learned. Um, And I want to offer that to others so that they can bypass the first couple of hard steps. Although those are important, I want to kind of give them a little bit of tips and tricks that I've learned. And honestly, it might be things that they already know. They just need to be reminded of time and time again. Um, I don't think, I don't want to try to hoard my, what I know to be true. Um, I just want to help other people because uh, the bottom line is, is I know that I'm not the best poet out there, but I think that there are, there are better poets out there. They just don't know it yet. And they just need to pick up the pen and realize that, hey, they have this, they have this beautiful gift as well. Um, so that's, that's a little bit as to why, why I started that. And that's I, still a work, a lot of work in progress. I haven't really uploaded anything yet. Uh, it's all just a bunch of notes. Uh, but I'm <laughs> hoping, I'm, depending on when this podcast releases, I'm hoping to hit, a, hit it hard this week. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's amazing because, you know, I'm sure you get messages all the time, right, of people just asking, like, you know, how do you do this? Or do you have any tips? Or can you read my poem? And, you know, things like that. And sometimes, like you said, when you are starting, right, you you need that, that little boost. You need that help. And you just need kind of someone you know, uh, who you you may look up to or someone who you may feel like has it all down and they're grounded, you know, sometimes it's great to hear from them, from those people and just a a tip or just an an encouraging word. Like, you know, this is great. Keep on moving. I know for me, um, when I first started doing uh, spoken word, I, you know, talking about earlier comparing, you know, I was always just watching videos and Mm -hmm. looking at other people and hearing other people and how they sounded and all of these things. And, you know, I remember sending a few of my poems to them, hoping, right, that they would respond or hoping that, you know, they would give me some tips. And, you know, one of the poets, uh, his name is Ezekiel. 
uh, he, I remember, uh, read one of my poems and offered and said, hey, you know, maybe on through Skype, we can work on this together and I can give you a few tips and just a few, you know, ideas and methods that I use when I write. And I mean, we were on, you know, a Skype call for just, you know, about 30 to 40 minutes. And just I, till this day, am so thankful for that moment and for that time that, you know, he took out, uh, you know, his schedule and just of his time to, you know, share with me and help me in that moment. And many of, you know, the things that he shared with me, I, I still keep in mind today. So mm -hmm. definitely, you know, that feeling was amazing. And I think it's great when we're able to then, you know, uplift others when we find ourselves in a place where, you know, we're being asked to help or, you know, we they're asking for advice. And, you know, I think it's amazing what you're doing because, Quite frankly, not a lot of people are willing, you know, to <laughs> to give all their secrets out, right? And to share and, you know, to do that. And, you know, uh, they may feel a little threatened. So I think it's it's a it's definitely amazing what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm not I'm not out here trying to make money. Obviously, I'm trying to make a living, but I I would much rather there be more writers out there spreading hope and announcing love and and sharing the gift that God has given them rather than just sitting on it. And if I can help them take that first step, or if I can give them a pointer of, of some kind, like I, I'm, I'm just happy to do it. Um, so, yeah, like and truly, like somebody, one of my friends was like, "Is that like a, a marketing tactic?" And I was like, um, <laughs> "No, I, my mind doesn't think that way. Uh, <laughs> my mind thinks in the way of." Oh, I, I feel like I could help somebody with this, so I'm going to do it. Uh, also, I didn't have anything on my schedule, so I was like, I might as well do this now. Right, uh, right. So <laughs> this kind of came out, uh, but I mean, that's really the that's really the the heart behind us. I just I want to help people, um, and uh, especially right now, and where I can't get out and I can't go travel and and speak at places, uh, I think this is the best right. thing I can do. You know. Yeah, I mean, I want to ask about that. How has, you know, everything with this pandemic and these last, you know, uh, these crazy months that we've been experiencing, how has that affected, um, you know, your craft and you as a writer? Uh, it's, well, it's affected my, mostly my, just uh, my, my rhythm of doing things. Uh, so I had been, um, had the schedule of touring for about two weeks out of a month and then home the other two weeks. Um, and so it was, you know, setting up shows, traveling, uh, speaking at churches and schools and organizations and coffee shops. And, and I loved it. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was exhausting, but it was a lot of fun. And I, and I truly felt like this is the thing that I was supposed to be doing. Um, again and again, I say, you know, like I, the reason I do what I do is to, to spread hope and to announce love. And that's the way that I really felt like that I was, I was doing that, um, or I was living out that mission. Um, and then the pandemic hit and, you know, obviously wasn't able to, to go anywhere. And so, um, I had to, you know, I panicked for a little bit and then I was like, all right, just gotta, you have to shift a little bit. You have to pivot. And I was like, well, uh, now I'm just going to write, I'm going to write as much as I can. And I'm just going to try to be, I'm going to try to narrate basically this pandemic. And so for the first couple of months, it just kind of came out with pandemic like poems, uh, and writings kind of around the topic of, you know, uh, making it through another day to see tomorrow, stuff like that. Um, and then for the last couple of months, I've been able to Zoom with schools, with with churches, been able to deliver some messages and some stories to other organizations. Um, and so, uh, by the grace of God, I'm still able to do what I'm what I'm doing. Uh, now I also have a, a you know a, a Patreon and I have a, a bunch of people in my corner there, which I'm super thankful for. Um, and I have an online store as well that really helps. But you know, 
uh, as an artist, as a, as a poet, you can't just be a poet. You have to do, you know, an assortment of other things in order to be able to do the one thing that you really love to do. And the one thing that I really love to do is I love to zoom with classes and share poetry with kids and to hear, hear their questions and to hear their poems as well. And to, to try to encourage them. Um, but if you're wondering, does that pay the bills? No, no, it does not. If you're wondering, I feel like you already knew the answer. Um, right, right. You know, but it's, but it's kind of it's been able to open up opportunities to do some other things as well. So, uh, yeah, the pandemic has been. Uh, it's been just that. It's been a pandemic. Uh, but thankfully, uh, we've been able to to make it and to to make some changes. And, and even in the middle of the pandemic, I came out with a book. Um, yeah. We actually we pushed that up because uh, well, it's a you know it's a self published book. So I really was able to get it out whenever. So uh, me and my friend my friend James, who did all the designs and the layout for it, uh, we were able to, he was able to crank it out and uh, get it out when we did. Um, and I think it was the right time. And, uh, and that was really exciting. Um, and to be able to share that over, over Zoom with some people. And it's mm-hmm. just been, it's been, it's been really sweet. Um, truly, I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, if you can call yourself that- an artist and make a living, you have no choice but to be thankful constantly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> like you said in the earlier before, it's not easy. And, you know, I mentioned before, you have, I'm all over the place. You also just spoke about, as you go, your book. And um, you're a self-publisher. So can First thing is, can you explain that to someone who has no idea what that means? Um, And then number two, why did you decide to go down that route? Yeah, so, uh, well, actually, for my first book, my friends, they they came out with a publishing company uh, called Sword and Swan. And so I was able to put that one out uh, with them, and they were a huge help for that. Um, But then uh, for the second book, I wanted to see if I could do it on my own um, and to kind of learn the ins and outs of of self-publishing. Um, and I'll be honest, if you have, if you have a, a friend who's an editor and if you have a friend who's a graphic designer, and if you are a writer, you're able to put out a book, uh, yeah. we're, li- we're living in 2021 friends. Uh, you can mm-hmm. do a lot of things with a computer. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was certainly a lot of work. It was scary. Um, <laughs> but I, I spent a lot of time talking to other self-published, uh, pub- publishing authors, um, and learn from them. And it's, this is all stuff that I'll share, uh, on my website, hopefully in the future about how to self-publish. Um, but I learned, uh, you know, a great deal about the process and, uh, as, as a, you know, as a touring poet, like I just wanted to have books in my house that I could just grab with me before I left uh, and not have to order them through my publisher the, to have them shipped here. So if you're thinking about um, publishing or self-publishing a book, uh, I, I, can't, I can't recommend it enough. Now, it is a lot of work. It is terrifying. You're going to second guess your entire existence time and time again. <laughs> but, uh, but it's worth it. Um, and to be able to hold something that, that you worked on for such a, such a long time and then to be able to hand it to a friend, uh, it's, it's a sweet, it's a sweet thing. For sure. I mean, I as well have, uh, I self-published a, a poetry book a few years back. Um, you know, just kind of the backstories to, uh, some spoken word poems that I had released, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with music and all of that. And that journey is definitely not, not easy, but there's definitely, uh, it's definitely rewarding, right. When you see, Mm -hmm. um, you know, books in hands. And I've heard this quote, uh, said many times that God puts books in hands, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes we, we, as you know, creatives, we we work hard and we try to, you know, we do the branding and we try to get marketing and we try to do all of these things. We send all the emails out and all of all of those things that we know we have to do, right? To work and, and push a book or push a project. 
Um, but at the end, we know that that God is ultimately the one who puts those books in people's hands. He's the one that, you know, uh, definitely makes a way for you to reach those people that you probably never thought that you would reach. And mm -hmm. um, I think that's definitely comforting. You know, is it hard? Absolutely. As you were talking, I was just, you know, I was starting to feel tired right for you <laughs> in the sense that it is hard work. Right. Um, yeah. And you have to be willing to put in that work. Um, it yeah. won't come easy easy. And a lot of times, you know, you're out of your comfort zone. Um, are you currently right now in Nashville? Yeah. 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 Right because now. I know you had shared recently on a podcast uh, on your transition uh, to moving, you know, to Nashville. And mm -hmm. I know, you know, life, uh, you know, picking up and just taking everything that you own and just moving to a new state <laughs> or a new city, that is scary. And um, I think many times, you know, uh, you know, we kind of face moments where it's like, oh, you know, a new job or, you know, a new uh, a new home or, you know, a, a, a move like that where you move to a new state. And it could be scary sometimes. I mean, what advice can you give to those who feel like they're in a transition moment, right, where God has taken them from one place to another, uh, from one season to a new season? And, you know, it could look scary. What advice do you have for that? Just um, the advice that I feel like I give for almost... <laughs> almost every, every situation. It's just, you got to give it time. You got to give it time. We moved from Austin, Texas uh, to Nashville. And uh, truthfully, it felt like, it felt like I was, I was planted in Austin and I got uprooted and then I got planted again in, in Nashville and it takes time to get adjusted, right? It, it takes time to get, to let those roots, you know, get to know the dirt and to, to continue to, to dig deep. So I, I think for those people who are going through that, through a transition is you got to give it time and it's, it's not going to be easy. Um, sometimes I think like, oh, if I just move here, it'll be, it'll fix everything. Well, it's not it's just going to create some new problems. Um, but if you feel as though like, hey, this is where the Lord is leading me. This is where I'm supposed to go. Like it, it'll work out. Um, and then one of the first things that we did when we got to Nashville is we, we sought out uh, community and tried to, to get, try to get to know some folks, which was, was really helpful because then a pandemic happened. So you never know when a pandemic is going to happen. So you have to get to know people right. as possible. <laughs> you just don't know. Uh, but we were, you know, we were thankful to have some friends here and, uh, yeah, so I, tr transitions are super exhausting. Um, but like, yeah, if you just give it time and that's, that's the advice that I give too, when it comes to, to, to writing or for people who are artists or creatives, like you have to give it time, right? You have to give it time. You have to work to that comparison. You have to be able to, to find your voice, to find, uh, where it is that you belong in this, in this world of creativity or into the new city or place that you move to. You have to find out, you know, really where you belong. Um, most things in life feel like they're pretty instantaneous, uh, or instant, but the good things in life, they just take a little while longer and that's okay. Awesome. I mean, I, I know so many people can relate to that. Just the idea of just having that patience and giving things time. Um, you know, it's something that we can definitely use for so many areas of our life. And earlier in the podcast, you mentioned, um, you know, about uh, your family. You mentioned you have a wife and that you have a dog named Pancake. Now, for all of our dog lovers out there, which we have a lot of listeners that we know they love their dogs. What type of dog is Pancake? Pancake is a golden doodle. Uh, we actually got him the day the pandemic started uh, here really in Nashville, the day that things went into lockdown. So uh, he's been our pandemic puppy. Uh, yeah, he's he's a bundle. He's a lot. Uh, 
It's crazy. So pandemic and in the midst of that new puppy as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We decided to try to do everything at one time. Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Right. Add something else yeah. on. But yeah, uh, he's he's a great dog, and uh, I mean, I don't get a lot of work done with him when he, when he's around. He tends to be quite needy, uh, but I think he would probably say the same thing about me. So you always, you always need me. I'm like, oh, fine, whatever. Right, um, yeah, right. no, it's, it, it's been fun, man. So, uh, yeah, awesome. I would love to take, I would love to take pancake on tour one day. We do pancakes and poetry, but, uh, I don't know if that's going nice. to play out, but we'll see. Yeah. Now that right, we, right. now, now we did get the dog. That was a marketing tactic. I will say that. It was all, you know, just, I need, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. So if I, in the next book, pancake is on the cover that we definitely know was a marketing tactic. <laughs> 100%. I need this book to sell. Yeah. <laughs> Put a dog on it. Yeah. It's funny because yeah. I had gotten my sister a dog and uh, we got it from this place. We adopted a Shih Tzu, baby, uh, newborn Shih Tzu. Um, and I'm, I don't know if to call it a mistake, but I went about <laughs> with the mentality of going for the one that looked like it was having the most fun. So there was a couple of them that were like by themselves or they were like sleeping. No, I went for the one that was like very happy to see me. Um, and that's how we got his name is Mr. G, actually. And uh, Mr. G is the type of dog that is not needy, but very like when you come in through the door, he's jumping on you. He's jumping on everyone like a super excited and full of energy dog that sometimes I was like, man, maybe I should have went for the one that was sleeping. <laughs> no, no. You pick the right one. The um, right one. Now, before we get to our last question, uh, Tanner, I want you to tell everyone where can they find you on social media? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, if you just type in written to speak, uh, everything I should I should pop up. If I don't pop up, you you're probably found the wrong person. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just on Instagram, it's written to speak uh, and then Facebook and Twitter as well. I think those are the and ones I, I really do stuff. Yeah. And, you know, when when it comes to creatives and like writers and music people, whoever, you know, they're always working on something. Sometimes they can share what they're working on. Sometimes they cannot. Is there anything that our public can like be looking forward to seeing from you in the next coming months? That is one that of you my, can share with us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I tell you, whatever. That's one of my biggest pet peeves, though, when people are like, got something coming your way. Uh, to be honest, I actually just posted that on the Internet. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, got, got a big secret. Can't tell you just yet. It's like, ah, you can 100% tell us you're just not. Right. Um, I've got a couple of things that I'm working on. Uh, we're actually re-releasing my first book uh, with an extended edition. So there's uh, a couple of new poems in it and then an epilogue as well. Uh, so that'll be out. We don't even we don't have a date for it, uh, but it'll be out whenever this podcast comes out a little bit after that. I can pretty much guarantee it. Um, and then, yeah, I'm working on a bunch of stuff for for writers and creatives. And then we're also uh, in the process of trying to put together a nonprofit. Um, nice. And that's really what I'm, I'm focusing on right now is um, putting this nonprofit together. And do I know what I'm doing? No, not a chance, but I'm going to figure it out. Uh, it's like a theme of my life, it seems like, where it's like, I really want to do this thing, but I don't know how to do it. We're going to do it anyway. Right. Um, so uh, the nonprofit essentially is we're going to try to uh, get journals with prompts into the hands of middle school students to help them uh, really write through the things that they're dealing with, maybe the questions that they have, the dreams that they have, um, or you know the things that they're wrestling with inside. So uh, we want to get more kids writing uh, with a pen or a pencil. So those are a couple of things that I'm working on and uh, trying to figure out how can I and how can I better market my dog. Uh, that's really, <laughs> yeah. I'm racking racking my brain. 
<laughs> right, right. And now for our last question, I mean, the, this podcast is called the God Life Culture Podcast. So for this final question, um, and you can answer it in just, you know, about 30 seconds, however you want to do it. It doesn't have to be uh, too long, but how is God using your craft to impact your own life and the culture around you? It's a great question. Uh, as a writer, I, I get to take what's happening on the inside. And a lot of that is questions. A lot of those are prayers and I get to put them on a piece of paper and I get to share them with other people. Um, and they get to either wrestle with those things, pray those words or whatever it may be. Um, and so I'm, I'm really thankful that I get to take time every day and just put words down on a piece of paper that allow me to reflect, connect and, and spend time with the Lord. Um, because if, if I don't do that, it's really hard to make it to the rest of the day. Um, yeah. so I think that that's my, that's my current answer, but it might change tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tanner, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us for, you know, being, um, very encouraging, being honest, transparent, and, uh, definitely, you know, it, it was an honor to have you on our podcast. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe you can, I don't know if you're allergic to cats or birds. Maybe you need to get another pet, name them Syrup. And that can be like the continuation <laughs> to the pancake saga. Um, with this, <laughs> I like uh, marketing ploy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do yeah. want to thank you. And it's been a pleasure and a joy to speak with you. Um, everyone that is listening can find Tanner as written to speak on all social media uh, platforms. You can also find him on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you use to listen to music. Find his tracks there. Download them. Buy them. Listen to them. Go to his page. Follow him and like him as well. So thank you for joining us in the Guy Life Culture podcast. Yes, and you can definitely follow um, our podcast and subscribe. You know, find us on Instagram, Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. And when you subscribe, you will be notified when we drop a new episode. So thank you once again. This is the God Life Culture Podcast. That's God, God Life, Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.